Welcome, folks, to another edition. Today we're doing American Werewolf in London. Not to be confused with American Werewolf in America. Which nobody would confuse with because there is no such movie. <laughs> You'd think this, there would be one. Not yet. Maybe we can just say... Maybe it's a sequel that we don't know if it's a silver bullet. I guess technically any werewolf movie that took place in America is an American werewolf <laughs> in America. So. But the, the name just doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, they would get sued for copyright if they try to use that. So. Yeah. But there is an American werewolf in Paris. It's almost like a remake, basically. It's just in Paris and new actors. And it doesn't continue the story from the first one. It might be worth watching just to compare that to um, this one. Probably not going to care unless we actually do the podcast on it. Hell no. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? We'll do that after Repo Man, maybe. So, in the year 2027. So. Oh, no. Re- Repo's this year. At some point. This year? This year. Damn. At some point in time. Somebody help me, please. Directed by John Landis. Now, the director said this is his favorite film that he's made, but this is the guy who's made Coming to America, Trading Places, Blues Brothers. This is... He's so made some great movies. <clears throat> so, he's really only made comedies. And whatever Beverly Hills Cop 3 was. So, so by the way, they um, they asked him in an interview, like, do you see this movie as a comedy? And he was like, no, this is not a comedy. So this is what I'm kind of confused about. So John Landis has done, what, three Eddie Murphy movies? Yeah. How come he did not cast Eddie Murphy in this role? This was actually before Eddie Murphy. So this is one of his first, one of his first movies. After this movie, then the next thing was trading places but that was right at the beginning of eddie murphy's career but here's also another question how does this man not consider this comedy this thing this movie had me laughing well that's the thing so basically i think both of us were pretty familiar with the movie but maybe hadn't seen it recently and for me i've realized that maybe hadn't seen it at all i've never seen this until i watched it but it has such a reputation and the reputation i always heard about was basically that it's like a horror movie with a lot of comedy in it or a comedy horror, horror comedy. No, this one definitely deals more horror, but there are some laughs to be shared with this movie. And now we'll get into it because we'll see how many of those laughs actually work. I think me and you may have different differing opinions on that. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and get into the movie. So, slaughtered lamb. <laughs> just to give some quick background, very quickly, and to temper where our expectations are, this does have a 7.5 in IMDb, gross 30 million dollars on a 10 million budget. So, so it's tripled the amount. It- it made to take it to make it yeah what's weird is that week by week our budgets are going up basically we had three million for nightmare on street 2 we had 10 million for this fuck i think we're gonna have to do the new mortal kombat movie that probably breaks all of them out of the water that's gotta be at least 100 million no yet they made such a shit-ass movie yeah that'll be coming up soon pretty soon guys for sure when it when it comes on dvd don't worry my question is, if we do that, do we have to do Annihilation also? I feel like we have to. We have to do the whole series then. Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be rough. Yeah. Well, do we really have to do Annihilation? Because technically, this one's a remake to the first one, not to Annihilation. This one's really not a remake, though. It's kind of a reboot, I guess. Oh, yeah, but still. Well, if we treat it like a series, then technically we have to do it. If we don't treat it like a series, we don't have to. <laughs> No, we don't have to. I mean, like I said, there's no plans to do Tremors 2 through 9, so... Yet. There's no plans to do Tremors 2 through 9. Yet. Or, I mean, we may one do the we may one day do the original Children of the Corn, but there's no plans to do parts 2 through 11. See, I can... I will agree... We could do, the do, first, we could do the first Saw movie without doing all 11 Saw movies. Oh, well, yeah. But I can agree to Children of the Corns 1, 2, and 3. 
I will not watch anything after that. All right, so take what you said, right? And then let's subtract part three and part two, <laughs> and you get how many I want to watch. Too bad. What? No, 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 two is gone. Not bad. Two gone. Too bad. Two of them are gone. Part two and three gone. <laughs> but one. too good. Only Two's one. actually pretty good. No, I don't even know what you're saying. One, part one. Look, I don't know. And I'll, I mean, never, I'll never know. I mean, part two is not a classic compared to part one, but it is still a good movie. <laughs> well, listen. And part I, three is just a slasher. I'm open-minded. I mean, you have a six, gory slasher. You have six wrong turn movies. You have 18 chill the corns. You know, I'm open-minded. You know. Oh, so you want to do wrong turn instead? I think that would be this podcast taking a wrong turn. Getting back to American Werewolf in London. One note, I would have to say, because what I do remember of this movie is, you know, you get a little bit, you get the, you get finally a good atmosphere with this place, especially. Uh, you know, just driving down the road, it's, you know, almost night, and you get your two characters, David and what, Jack? Yeah, and we open with the music, the actual, the song, the, I was talking about Blue Moon, it's playing in the background. Blue Moon! I'm never singing again, but that's um, the song playing, and yeah, you can tell by the, the scenery that clearly we're in Europe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. help, I guess it doesn't help that uh, the box, the title of the movie, says London. Well, okay, let's say the movie started without you knowing the name of it, right? I could still tell that's Europe. Because it reminds me when I was in Ireland, which I visited, it looked just like that. So immediately I'm thinking, wow, I accidentally put in a Leprechaun movie. Our two characters are about to get attacked by a Leprechaun. And I didn't get that. And I'm a little bit sad about that because I think I might have more fun. No, but they did get attacked by something. Well, hold on. Hold on. We'll get there now. Oh, yeah. We got to get to the slaughtered lamb first. Well, yeah, the slaughtered lamb. And also the fact that, hey, you know... Hitchhiking, still there. So. Well, they kind of have no choice. Yeah, they had to do what they had to do. So, we meet our two friends, as you said. We have Jack and David. They're living the dream. Uh, talking about, uh, and Jack's talking about a possible sounds like high school crush that they're supposed to meet somewhere in London. Now, did you pick up on this? Because I thought he was talking about raping a girl. It sounded like it, and that's honestly because at one point he said she has no choice. Yeah, and that's not a good look. I feel like that would not really be that line would be taken out today. To be fair, in my opinion, I feel like Jack is the real main antagonist in this movie. Well, I mean, he's not. He's a questionable person. He actually caused them to get kicked out of the damn slaughter lamb, which caused the werewolf attack. Maybe I feel Uh, like I want to believe in their friendship. When the movie begins... And the whole damn movie who's telling him to kill himself. Yo, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, I get that, but he had a good reason to do that, which we'll get to. But His, his reason is to get what he wants, not what would be best for everyone else. That is a form of antagonism. Yeah, but he's speaking for all of the undead, so it's putting the needs of a lot of people over just his friends. Which it makes me wonder. So Think about it. He's actually fighting for... So everybody. it makes me... It just it begs the question. He states that... Uh, and it, it's actually a pretty neat uh, lore to this because now no other werewolf movie does this. But uh, a person who is killed by the werewolf is then left undead in a state of purgatory. Until the werewolf's bloodline is diminished so you're telling me that this person's bloodline this werewolf's bloodline has not killed a single person only turned everybody because why is jack the only one there until this guy starts killing people i don't know 
It would, unless of course, you know, the the werewolf himself has to do the killing, but then Jack would have already been released because the original werewolf that killed him dies in that same scene. Yeah, it's interesting. They don't really, well, one thing you said is spot on though. It's like, no one's really used that story since then. And I wonder why not. That seems like good for werewolf lore. A lot, a lot of movies could you I wonder it's so funny if another movie used that would that basically be like almost like plagiarism as far as like it's not werewolf lore it's only specific to this movie and you can't use that in a different movie yeah that's it's what, tricky it is because people use zombie zombie stereotypes over and over again in different movies it's just understood that's, that's how zombies work mm. so this movie's like this is establishing how werewolves work can you use that again I wonder I would think so but it's honestly an interesting concept especially just, since this ahead. one you are following the were- the act, the character that gets turned into the werewolf you follow him and that's again another thing werewolf movies don't do you don't follow the actual werewolf you only follow the person the werewolf is pretty much hunting yeah well, yeah. I mean... So that could be why we never see it in general. Uh, all right, but, hold on. You're, you're destroying my whole plot summary, though. I don't care. I can't go to the movie <laughs> if you're, like, theorizing the entire movie right but now. It makes, right? But it makes me wonder... I get it, but... How psychological much? thriller movies would be so amazing like this. Well, yeah, I think every werewolf movie would be enhanced with this kind of set thing of, like, okay, well... This is how you end the werewolf thing. This is how this is what happens when the werewolf does things. But no, nah, each werewolf movie kind of does its own thing. So yeah, it's not like it's not as connective as like zombie movies are. No, because you get some werewolf movies that the werewolves are bipedal, others where they're quadpedal. So they go to that pub, slaughter lamb, slaughter lamb because they're hungry, and they ask for coffee, which she says no, and they ask for hot chocolate, no, but tea, yes, she can make well, some tea. So to be fair. He did ask, do you have anything hot? And she goes, no, but I can make some tea. Which I assume is hot. It would have to be. So what the hell is she talking about? She can't make anything hot, but she can make hot tea. Well, to be honest, I mean, have you ever had cold tea? Yeah, it's called iced tea. Exactly. (laughs) You had to add ice to it, but it originally starts hot. You don't think she has ice cubes? What are we even talking about? Anyways. um, The fact she said she didn't have anything hot and she has tea. I think she's making hot tea, though. Shame. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> Anyways, this pub is pretty weird, don't you think? Well, uh, what I think is funny is, you know, everyone's having a fun time. These two walk in and all of a sudden it feels like we're in, they definitely should not be there. This is a very insider place. Oh, yeah. And they're all just staring at him like, and another guy misses his darts. And he really takes that personal. He's like the dart champion of the world, apparently. He's never missed the board. It's like, you made me miss. I was like, okay, Bullseye, you can calm down now. So I was I was shocked to learn that they had showed up in Nilbog. <laughs> this is clearly the town from Troll 2 that they're in. So I'm like, wow, this is a, a Troll 2 sequel. Okay, no one I'm is on going to understand that reference, What man. are you talking? Everybody's seen Troll 2. Nilbog. I refuse to see Troll 2 again. Well, you will. Don't worry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but this is a weird bar, and you're right. They get all weird, and they basically kick him out. And here's another thing. So, I don't oh, and really... they got that weird story about Texas. Yeah, yeah, that was like. Well, it was because of John Wayne. That seemed to drag on for like a forever, though. It did, but the real thing is, uh, as the story is dragging on, Jack keeps looking at the star, and at first, you know, it kind of looks like a pentagram. But here's the problem: it's not upside down, so it's not a pentagram. Yeah. So I guess it's supposed to be a seal of protection, 
But, uh, yeah, werewolves don't really need a seal of protection because they're not really classified as evil. They're just classified as survivalists. Right. Interesting. Because uh, whenever they turn into a werewolf, yeah, they're hungry and they're seen as antagonists to humans. But at the same time, they're doing what they need to do to survive just like anybody else. Right. So a werewolf is not going to need that. Uh, no one's going to need that to protect themselves against a werewolf because a werewolf ain't going to give two shits. Well, that werewolves aren't demons. Didn't, didn't seem to apply here in this movie, though. Well, another thing that doesn't seem to apply is apparently you don't need silver to kill werewolves. One thing I'll say is, uh, yeah, when when they send them out the bar, it seems like they immediately all agree that they're sending them to their death. Like there's some some inner turmoil there because the um, the waitress is like, "You gotta get them," and mm. the other ones are like, "Nope, they were never here." And it's weird. It's like. Why did they so aggressively send them out? Fear. I mean, we don't really know why, especially finding out how easily werewolves are killed in this movie. Like, at this point, it's just a regular animal at that point. They give them two bits of advice, though, which is uh, stay on the road. And avoid the moors. Yes. Or was it moon? Avoid the moon. Oh, okay. But how do you avoid the moon? It's in the sky. What kind of shitty advice is that? Avoid the moon. The moon's in the sky. Avoid it. What? For some what? reason, I remember the. I could have sworn I heard more. It might have been, but I, I could have sworn I heard moon. I mean, moon makes sense though because it's a werewolf. But moors could also make sense because maybe the werewolf doesn't want to go out onto a street where it can be killed by a moving truck. Ah, okay. So let's go with moors. Now the problem is with that little advice these guys got. They just walk into the moors. And these dummies, get off, they, they're off the road. They don't stay on the road. And then they get attacked, and Jack just gets mutilated while David decides to run for his life. Some friend. Well, he really took off running. <laughs> to his credit, about seven miles down the road, he said, Jack! Turned around and came back. So to be fair, David really should have just kept running. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, the werewolf listen, probably would have caught him, or he could have gotten to the folks before the werewolf got if to If you're going to come back for your friend, you might as well wait till he's done being mauled at this point because you already <laughs> left him. Right. You came back at the worst time to where the werewolf can now destroy you too. Yep. Luckily though, the townspeople will come back and take pew, out the werewolf. Pew, 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 By the way, I did like the characters seem pretty smart. Once they first heard the howling, they tried to go away from the noise, but then the noise would be in front of them and then they turned and went and they ran at a certain point, but there was no way to outrun them. But they didn't seem like dumb characters at that point. I mean, they... They were yes stupid and, for... Yes and no. I mean, to be fair, the first thing I would be asking the uh, townsfolk in the bars, like... Where's the Domino's Pizza at? No. Second thing you'd ask. Okay. Where is the inn? The Holiday Inn. Yeah. Do they, they, do they have HBO? I don't care about that. These I just need watch, a safe place to they sleep. They want to watch Game of Thrones. Uh, hopefully not the final season. Maybe one of the first seasons well, where Ross is still in it. But I think they okay. I think their priorities when they go to the the uh, place is they want to get some food. They don't get that. They so wanna... once they don't have that, then they're like, okay, we're gonna walk to the next thing. But then when they hear the howling, they're like, let's go back to the thing. So and none of it works out though. Oh hell no! So now he David just wakes up in London in the hospital. Yes, after what three weeks. Now, nice way to pass time just so we can get to the actual meat of the story. Yeah, but you know what's ridiculous? From the opening, from the opening there, we find basically that a what what the story given was that 
an escaped lunatic had killed his friend. Now, which could be true. We don't know who the werewolf exactly was. This must have been based on the amount of damage he was able to inflict on poor Jack. This must have been Tommy Jarvis from Friday 13th Part 5. Because I can't think of another escaped lunatic that could do that much damage other than Tommy Jarvis. So that's what I was thinking. So that's my main suspect. Michael Myers. Oh yeah, I mean, go that you take the the easy obvious route. Mine took some thoughts. Oh, oh, I can't take the I can't take the easy way what out. Of what you're saying. Michael Myers be doing in Europe though? Who knows? Jamie Lee Curtis is probably visiting. No, he would have went to Australia when she uh, filmed Road Games. Well, okay, now we're getting him deep. <laughs> I'm just saying, Tommy Jarvis got transferred over to the the uh, the Europe branch of whatever place he was in Part Five. So, or they ran into Jeffrey Dahmer. There you go. Okay, no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> this idea that a human being could have done that to another human being is pretty impossible. This is ridiculous. That dude was like gored out of his mind. And by the way, out of his brain. Uh, that nurse, not not the main nurse we eventually get to know, the nurse that comes in, she she a freak. You think so? Oh, kidding me? She literally came in and was just smiling at this guy. She goes, "Don't worry." I undressed you and gave you your new clothes. It's very creepy the way you just did that. Folks <laughs> at home, if you can't see this facial expression that Nick just gave while saying that, I'm like creeped out right now. So Yeah, I gave um, myself goosebumps. But you did bring up the uh, the nurse that we do get to know. Yeah, played by Jenny Acuter. I think that's how you say her name. Very convenient for an attractive nurse to be there. And... This also, is, we're introduced also to the doctor as well. Who also kind of plays actually a major role on this. Yeah, because he actually... He actually he uh, does takes more, an interest to the story of what's going on. Yeah, he actually goes above and beyond his job to find the truth, man. The truth of the matter here. Well, that's because the cops weren't going to do shit. And probably just from, again, hearing it sounds like bullshit when someone says a lunatic did this. There seems to be more to this. And then, of course, David is pretty sure there was a monster and he's telling them. So. I think David even said it was a wolf. Yeah, he calls it out. But but because the body of the werewolf actually reverted back to the human form, you know, the townspeople can't say it was a wolf. So I don't know how you feel. I don't know how you about this, but for me, this is part of the movie where the movie slows down to a standstill. Basically. Oh, hell yeah. The movie does nothing on... Well, well, there's one thing that happens here. I'll say this. The nurse falls in love with him? Well, the David has a very... Oh, very, yeah, Jack. Um, huh? Yeah, that's right. Uh, David ha- finds out uh, Jack is undead. As spirit, as you will. Yeah, and that's interesting. But even before then, I was going to say that David basically manipulates the situation into getting the nurse to fall in love with him. Because he tells the doctor, I'd rather not be by myself. I'd rather not be by myself. Good one, David. That's a really smart move because the doctor makes the nurse stay with him. Mm. And then they fall in love. Nurse birdie. So, yes, now his dead friend shows up. And pretty much gives us the entire plot. So, basically, if you're a good friend, you'll kill yourself. 
Yeah, so now that we get the entire plot to this movie, now we get our major standstill of nothing happening. Yeah, well, he's in the hospital for a long time, it seems. Yeah, and then uh, he gets out, it's what, two days before the next full moon, uh, has sex with Jenny. He goes and stays with her, actually. Yep. And then his dead friend comes back saying, dude, you gotta hurry. It, once that full moon hits, I can't help you. And David is basically, he's at a place mentally where he's... Doesn't care. Well, he's kind of like, am I crazy a little bit or not? Well, he kind of accepted that he's crazy. He's he's having fun with it, if you haven't noticed. Because, hell, he tell. So this is what I don't understand with this nurse. She is extremely trusting. Extremely. She He literally tells her, I am a werewolf. And she doesn't even bat a fucking eye. Nah, nah. So I'm just... So to be honest, during my first watch of this movie, because I've only watched this movie once, that was the Monday I got it. I honestly thought she was a werewolf. You think so? I thought so the entire movie. Because notice how whenever he tells her something, she didn't bat an eye. She tells him that my friend Jack just told me I'm a werewolf. She didn't bat an eye. She goes, a werewolf. Didn't even question it. And then she takes him back to the house with her. Yeah, she's a bit... Basically, you're right. She doesn't have a strong reaction to anything, really. And then, not only that, but... She mentions how she's had so many other lovers, but she's... Seven. Yeah, seven lovers, but she's pretty much looking for a mate. Yeah. Who? Uh, what else would say mate other than another werewolf? Ah. So, again, there's... The, to, so, basically, plot twist that don't end up happening at all. Exactly, <laughs> but it still would have been a decent twist, especially if they ended it differently. So, the doctor actually goes and investigates the creepy bar. And it's still creepy. It's so creepy. It Nobody's makes, in there anymore. It makes Nil Bog look normal. That's how, <laughs> that's how creepy this place is. So, so the doctor investigates, really finds nothing until he goes outside where he's told, yeah, the kid's in trouble. There's something going on here. Now, of course, you want to talk about the transformation. So this is probably uh, one of the best transformations of any werewolf movie ever and i actually there's actually one thing i needed to point out so in the transformation scene you see how the spine protrudes out of the guy's back yes believe it or not uh my wife did uh looked into this movie a guy's spine and control out of the back just let me finish okay uh so she looked it up looked up about this movie because she wanted to learn more about it and sure enough she's she found reviews that says the effects are great transformation is amazing but the spine protruding out of the back the way it does does not make sense. Not medically feasible? Actually, that's not true. It is medically feasible because his body shape is completely changing. Ah. So his, so that would also mean his skeletal structure would also change in the same sense. Right. Which means that spine protruding out of his back, becoming pretty much a dog spine, would make be medically possible if werewolves actually existed. So the reviewer did no shit, basically. Pretty much. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty much on on par with most reviews I read. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it was a, a great transformation scene. However, it was long and drawn out. It's like the director and the writers did not know how to throw in a few last minute details of this movie that they then decided to take. Oh make this scene that should have really only been two, three minutes max yep. and turn it into almost a six to seven minute scene. 
it's gonna blow your mind too this this scene <clears throat> took six days to film and the director said basically out of the six days they ended up with a total of 30 minutes of footage six days of film 30 minutes and then they chopped down 30 minutes to what we saw I agree once the transformation it's almost like they fell in love with it so much that they kind of had to milk it for all it's worth but it got a little bit over milked exactly and then so this is where we finally start getting uh, the more horror aspect of this movie because the werewolf and werewolves what they do is they eat people obviously they go make friends and hug people but actually you're right they actually kill people I mean, they could make friends. True. He could have found a hot woman, taken a nice little nibble, and then she'd be a werewolf just like him. There's some movies like that. Exactly. There's a Jack Nicholson werewolf movie called Wolf. Exactly. From the 90s. Him and Michelle Pfeiffer. So exactly. This, this didn't play out like that. This played out with him just going and killing people. Exactly. Because he's hungry. What do you think about the death scenes? Because the death scenes are... They're all... They're off screen or just very off screen or just underwhelming. Yeah, so you could definitely tell this entire movie's budget went to that one transformation scene. Absolutely. So, because all the, as you brought up, the only kill that's actually on screen is Jack's. Yep. Everything else is off screen. They'll do like a slick cutaway. They cut to a phone ringing or like something else happening, but we sometimes see the body afterwards. But there's no actual kill shot. Exactly. So we get we don't really we get the money shot without the actual, you know, fun. And and the other thing too is like the werewolf is killing random people instead of um, established characters. We're getting throwaway characters. Yeah. Which again, as you've mentioned in multiple podcasts, is your pet peeve. It's lazy. It's a pet peeve for me just for the fact that at least give us something. It would take five minutes at the beginning to introduce some characters to kill later on or have him go to a place that he knows which would be the hospital and start mutilating people in the hospital yes like they could have killed off that redhead and a nurse that looked at him in a very creepy way mentioning his penis now he ends up naked in the zoo yeah that, that actually had me laugh a little bit well okay so he tries to bribe a kid for his balloons and he offers them two pounds and the kid rightly counters with why would a thief offer me two pounds so but the kid still being slightly a dummy still ends up getting his balloon stolen but for a good reason i mean that did help him run through london without uh getting in trouble so i disagree for me i see where they were trying to be funny here but it didn't really land that well on me it just it's kind of like took me out of the mood of the movie, basically, of how silly it was. <laughs> um, but I, I can see where people would find that funny, but it just didn't land for me. Um, he gets to a point, basically, where he's pretty sure he's the one doing the killings, and he tries to turn himself in. To no avail. Yeah, because the cop is just literally like, dude, just go away from me. You're, and what's bad is he, you know, if someone comes up to you and says, yeah, I killed these people. It doesn't matter whether you believe him or not. You should still be arresting him. Yes. But this cop gets so mad and mad because he's cursing. And yeah. finally the cop goes, if you keep cursing, I'm going to arrest you. He's like, good. And even David's like, dumb fuck, that's what I'm trying to do. But ultimately, if he was in prison, he would just kill, end up becoming a werewolf and killing everybody in prison. Right. Yes. So, so it doesn't matter. So, um, he does call his family and talks to his family. Well, it really is his little sister. Yeah. And you know, 
good for that because for it, me, David up until that point is still a little bit underdeveloped. Yeah, but it also get. But now David pretty much has got his farewells in order in a sense because he had a feeling he was not going to survive this. Yep, and so. The other critical scene, I would say, is this movie theater scene. This porno theater scene. Oh, right. So, uh, I just have to mention, my wife did ask this. Do they really have theaters that showed that kind of stuff? And I looked at it and went, yep. this is Europe. They probably still do. Oh, they had them in America, too, at one point. 100%. Um, yeah, so this scene, now this scene, the humor actually works for me in this scene. Because his friend, Jack... And now, now a skeleton, by the way. Oh, he's just deteriorating. Yeah. Which is maybe what I wanted to see more in Idle Hands was a progression of the zombiness, basically. Um, but now to convince him to kill himself, he's brought all his victim zombies, his zombie victims, mm-hmm. back to convince them. And you, though the funny thing is you do get two of them that's just so warm-hearted and happy. They, even in death, they're like, oh, come on, it's fine. Use a gun, it'll hurt less. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you know, this scene is funny, but the humor and then seeing them all basically just being funny... Again, kind of takes it lowers away from the, the, the... It lowers the stakes again. Lowers the stakes and kind of takes away from the, effect, the uh, practical effects that's on these characters on these actors like yeah. you had so much time on the, in that seat and you now have to deal now you have to be funny when you should honestly be doing more of a depressing tone for this scene i thought jack said earlier that he was surrounded by like quiet like he, he, he felt like he was lonely because he was surrounded by quiet zombies who didn't talk but these zombies could easily be jack's friends they're all talkative and stuff so oh yeah also was so when, when, when we got the, the storyline basically of how, you know, um, they need um, they need David to kill himself in order to end the bloodline and all that, right? Uh, taking that aside, I almost thought that Jack wanted him to kill himself so that he would provide him company in the afterlife or something. Um, See, that's, that's why. That's you could have gone down. So this is why I still believe Jack is the main antagonist to David. Because technically... Yes, David is the main villain of this movie. He's the werewolf. Or at least the werewolf side of him is. But since we follow him... Involuntarily, yes. But since we follow him, he is still classified by terminology as our protagonist. Yes. With the werewolf side of him being the antagonist. Absolutely. So, it definitely would be... If they would have done a full horror route instead of trying to add some humor to it, Jack could have been probably the biggest horror villain in this whole... Yeah, uh, year of horror movies. So the thing is, when okay, so if David's our main character and we're cheering for him to survive and cheering for him to make it out of this, the fact that Jack is basically saying, "Hey, we need you to die for our souls for the rest," right? What it does, what what it does is that when David dies, we don't feel that bad because we're like, well. This had to happen to put the other souls to rest, basically. Right, but so they, if you if you take that out, then it's there's higher stakes with David's story. This gives him an out to where he's like he's too open to dying. He's just like he's like he's like okay, how should I do? How should I how should I do it? When your maker is like, how should I kill myself? The stakes are low because like his expectation is that he's gonna die. Yeah, but so now why should we care? Uh, probably because now we get our climax scene where he oh, kills yeah. like what five six other people. The man's gone crazy. Gone crazy. He's a werewolf again. And then they uh, lock him in a alleyway 
where we finally see the main girl at night as not a werewolf. Yes. You were expecting some kind of twist there. I was expecting her to be a legitimate werewolf because technically the night before... No, wait. The the first night he does turn into a werewolf, we do see her as a normal human. But I brought up to my wife because, again, I, I was having high hopes that... This could have been the ending that she may she must be an old enough werewolf to be able to control her impulses. Mm. With him being new, he wouldn't be able to control Jack. True. So that's one other thing we'd never got of this lore. Can a werewolf, after so long of being one, could they be able to control their impulses? Well, none of that gets explained or explored. So nope. So instead, what we get is she's just a nurse. Yep, she's just a nurse. A damn good nurse, but a nurse. She's just a nurse. Um, and, and he's shot, killed, and dead. Well, she doesn't die. He does. No, he's shot, killed, dead. Yep. After she tells him he, that uh, she loves him, and another. To, th- to be fair, he didn't kill her. Well, to be also to be fair, I f- honestly figured he was going to maybe get a scratch on her, and she, she would eventually turn, which could have been a great um, like a werewolf in London, but it would be like London werewolf in Paris. Well, so interesting. The during the making of the movie at the ending. After they filmed it, the producer told John Lennis, the director, the producer was like, hey, David at the end, he didn't get shot with, he didn't get, he didn't get, they didn't shoot him with silver bullets. So they were telling John Lennis, listen, you can do a sequel. He's probably still alive because he didn't get shot with silver bullets. But John Lennis was so adamant about no sequel, no sequel, no sequel that nothing picked up. But he changed his tune in the late 90s. He explored doing a sequel but it didn't work out but at the time he was adamant that there'd be no sequel so here's the only thing with the producer on that point uh the first werewolf was not shot with silver bullets and he did true so the producer's logic at this point goes out the window well the producer's job is to make money so he's thinking sequel because he saw a 30 million gross on 10 million budget that means that, that means they they triple the money <laughs> he was trying to get a sequel out there he was trying to do like like Nightmare on Elm Street get a part two out there, so so he probably would tell John Lance anything to get the uh, sequel made. Yeah, well, all but, I know, but I, I feel like if there was a sequel, I don't think they would have continued with um with David's story. I think they would have transferred over to a new werewolf somehow. Yeah, but to be honest, I f- I still feel like they should have explored the uh, werewolf gene more in this. A, a good twist that you could have had also is if like you have him shot and killed, right? And you cut to like a month down the line, and like he's like a talking corpse with with Jack, what, and, what, they're, and they're like, "Wait a minute, what does this mean?" You could have done that too. Oh yeah, they could have, but uh, there's just so many things they could have done. But instead, the ending is so abrupt that you know, I guess John Landis wanted people to question what happens next. Did the souls actually get released? Did he perhaps turn somebody be- during these two nights? He was a werewolf. I don't know, but you have to... Did he potentially turn a girl? Because he did attack before he was shot. You can only surmise that what we saw was the ending. He just got shot and killed, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. The movie ends so abruptly, but then you have that serious scene, but then it cuts like some seriously goofy comedic music over the the credits, and the tone of the movie is all over the place because of that. Let's get to our categories. All right. Best scene? Transformation. Yeah. Goes without saying. Yep. Um, Worst scene? The ending. 
Um, it was so abrupt. And one thing I never, I did not mention is, even though the transformation was amazing, the actual puppet of the wolf was shit. Yeah, that did yeah. not age well. Um, I'll go with the ending for the worst scene because you're right. It, I, no, I'm gonna say the closing credits worst scene because <laughs> that damn music is so misplaced. It brings the whole thing down. Um, best character or performance? Best performance. Honestly, I'm giving it to Jack. Really? Yeah. Because, be, again, he, maybe it's not the fact... Maybe I should give him worse. Because maybe it's not the fact he was supposed to be intimidating. But when you first see him and the, the way he's trying to manipulate David into actually killing himself. Or try to talk to David into actually killing himself. It, to me, it was like, this is the last thing I want to see. Huh. I'm going to give best performance to the guy in the bar... Who is so mad about his darts being messed up, man? He's so pissed off that his dart didn't meet the board. I feel like there's a great subplot there that was unexplored. So I'm gonna go with that. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go with probably. I'll bite the bullet and say I'll bite the bullet, not a silver bullet, but I'll bite the bullet and say that probably David gave the best performance, all things considered. He has the most to do in the movie, and I think he sells it well. Um, I feel like his character was not super developed. Um. You could have done more of that, um, but whatever. Worst character. Now this, man, this is tough. This is, but I do have one, and it's not the the entire time this person was on screen. It was just the one scene, hmm. and for me, that is Jenny Akuter's character at the very end because even though she's trying to we're trying to have this heartfelt moment, I did not believe her for a second. Hmm. But yet you kind of have, but the point of the scene is if you don't believe her, then the scene dies because she already knows she can't reach him. Yeah. She just wants to get it out of her chest, off her chest before he dies. And she does that. Yeah. But again, it's just, it just feels so flat to me. Even, even the tears that comes down her face at the end, just, I don't believe it. It's interesting to think that they could have formed a scene or a scenario where she had to be the one to kill him. That would have been powerful. Yeah, it would have been. And would she could have, have said, I love you, and then just shot him. Exactly. And it would have, or or maybe stabbed him. Maybe literally, like, she has a gun or something, and, like, he's going after a little kid or something. Mm. Force her hand to kill him. Yeah. But still, it's just the ending scene with her, it, it could have been better, but I did not believe her for a second. So, unfortunately, that has to be worst performance for me. Worst performance for me is everybody in the damn bar. <laughs> Everybody from the waitress to the dart guy to the guy telling that ridiculous Texas story. And this dude needs to go home and watch Walker, Texas Ranger or something. But yeah, that whole scene reminded me so much of Troll 2. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Is there something I wish would have been explored more? For me, I would have taken another five minutes at the beginning to have more of David and Jack's friendship on display. That That one conversation about... Jack trying to rape the high school girl. Uh, first of all, I would take that whole thing out and yeah. give it a little bit more of a, first of all, a non-rape conversation, but then also just something of more substance to know their history and their friendship. Or and, at the very least, make it where Jack is, uh, you, where Jack's intentions are to sleep with a woman, but obviously not like how they did it in this one, where she's not going to have a choice. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just something to better tell us what the rest of the movie is going to be because I didn't know what was going on at the beginning of the movie. 
I literally thought the leprechaun might jump out and kill somebody. So, <laughs> um, so one thing yeah. I wish was explored more, and I know I've mentioned this probably two or three times, but to be honest, the werewolf gene. Yeah, the background of werewolves, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, or if I, since I didn't mention the werewolf gene a lot, maybe the town itself. Yes. The town itself is actually pretty interesting. If the whole movie took place in that town, probably would have they probably would have done more of a medieval version of this story. Yeah. But still would have been a little bit more entertaining. The movie actually you could have easily done a nice prequel of this movie. Oh yeah. But unfortunately we don't get that. No, we don't. All right. Final thoughts. Characters were fine. The uh music direction was kind of off. Transformation scene was a was uh, by far the probably one of the best transformation scenes I've seen, and a and a best transformation scenes I've seen in a werewolf movie. What about in Twilight, where the boy becomes a werewolf? No, you saw the movie; it's your favorite movie, so. And the movie was shot well. John Lennon is a great director. Yeah, he went on to prove he's a great director. Oh yeah, it's just. I just wish there was more to it. So I'm going to give this movie a two and a half out of four. So this is going to be very controversial. He's giving it a zero. Not a zero. I mean, that, that would be that would be very controversial. Okay, fine. He's giving it But I have to say, five. maybe my expectations were too high. Because it does have a 7.5 on IMDb. It is always on every classic horror movie list. It's on top 10 list. It's definitely considered the best horror movie ever. Um, I was just disappointed with everything. I felt like the characters were kind of flat. I felt like the, the middle of the movie is so slow to me, especially right before the transformation, very slow. Um, and then I don't know why everybody thinks it's a comedy. Like for the most part, most of the comedy didn't land for me. I had maybe one scene where I laughed, but most of the comedy, if it was intentional or not, didn't really land for me. Um, and then, yeah, the ending was disappointing. There was just not, there wasn't any, I, they were going for like an emotional thing at the end, but I don't think it clicked. I don't know what it was. It just didn't click the way it happened. And then it ended so abruptly and then you have this stupid music over the credits, but it's a well-made movie, good direction. It actually, I mean, yeah, it was nominated for an Oscar for, for, for its makeup. So the makeup is considered to be classic. Um, but these days I really look at like the story a lot in the movies. So story-wise, it kind of let me down. I look at the boobs. Yeah. Well, that let me down too, so. Um, because there were none. So I'm a preface. I'm going to say two stars, but I'm going to preface and say just my opinion, how I see it as two stars, but I can respect that most people will probably give this like three stars, honestly. I just don't agree. It's my personal opinion. I just feel like it's an average movie. And usually I have a strong bias against uh, towards older movies. But I'm going to go two stars. Maybe to be fair, maybe I need to watch it again to... Maybe it'll grow on me over time as I watch it more. If I watch it more. But that's my initial reaction is two stars. Just didn't do it for me. I don't know. I don't think... To be fair also, I want to preface, I don't really like werewolves at all. They don't interest me. So... Yeah, I mean, if it's a cat movie, then I'm good, so. Where cat? Just not werewolf, so. <laughs> I'll watch The Lion King over this. <laughs> anyway, so, everyone have a good night. And remember, the full moon only happens once. Just because the moon before and the moon after looks like it's full does not mean it is. And when it does happen, stay on the road. Yeah, and stay away from the moors.